Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Hillary Blair. Hillary is CEO and co-founder of Articulate Real and Clear and can be found online at articulatrc.com. Hillary, welcome to the Future of Influence. I love that name. Thank you. I love all of that. Future, influence. I love that. It's fantastic. Well, okay, so I'm going to start off in a little different direction. What is it that resonates with you about that? I think claiming the word influence, that's something that we've been exploring as well as recognizing the power and expansiveness and the the affirmation of influence. And I love the future. I feel like right now we just need to keep moving forward and seeing how we can shift things for the better, right? For the, the good of all. So I love that idea. And I, I think that at times the word influence in my past has been connected to an energy that was more like persuade or, and not that persuade's bad either, but that it had a, and I'm trying to avoid, you can hear me editing a bit, the word negative, it more just seemed to have, it wasn't in dialogue. It wasn't in mutually agreed upon relationship. It was more I'm influencing. And I have come to see, feel, I love that title, the idea of how do we influence change and new conversations in the world? So Hillary, you already mentioned your past. Tell us a little about this past sure. and and how that feeds into what you're doing at Articulate Real and Clear. I am the jaded artist theater person who believed that all business was bad and all about greed and money. And I was spotted a number of years ago now by a business owner who recognized what I was doing in the theater world, both from the stage, around voice, and in training and teaching, that those, those tools, that technique, and that discipline would be helpful for specifically at that time, the world of pitches, how people are sharing their story in a limited amount of time to influence investors and people following them in, in whatever ways that might be. And I initially started out in the pitching, coming from that world and recognizing, oh, and they work on pitches with people. That seemed to fit really well. And then what's interesting is you start moving into public speaking and presentation because as an actor and our whole team, we're all in the performing arts. People kind of are drawn that way. They think of you that way. And we have come to realize that, yes, we do work on all that. We work on pitches. We work on presentations, public speaking. More than that, though, we are taking that idea of influence. So we are surfacing individual presence to empower connection. And that's what we're looking for. And that real communication is what expands the whole concept of influence. So really our mission and vision have now encapsulated that idea of we need to connect and we need to influence. And all of the elements of the performing artists come into play how we use words, how we use our body, how, how what we are with our energe- our energies and non our nonverbals and all of it is connected to 
helping people free their voices in order to make change in the world. So who is it primarily that you work with? Who are your ideal clients, the people who seem to get the most from what you have to offer? You know, as a teacher trainer for over 35 years, I would say it's the people who seek it. It's the people who in a company or business, when you offer a training, go, yes, I would like to do it versus those who are sent. We have found that that self-awareness and that ability to look inside and go, hey, how can I do that better? usually is more activated in those who have volunteered to do more training versus those who it has been highly suggested. Fine to do that. I mean, been teaching and training forever, of course. But the ideal client, the the people who really resonate are like, hey, I know I can be better. I know I can connect more. I know my message can have greater reach or deeper connection. I need to get out of my own way. I can't see what I'm doing. Can you help? And I'm getting feedback, but it may not be what I need. So that's where we come in. Are there particular companies or industries who tend to benefit more from your work? We work really well with physicians, with consultants, with engineers. So it tends to be people who are hired for their brain and they need to bring their whole being along in order to actually be excellent at what they do. And often they feel like this is all I get hired for. And this is just in the way. And we're like, no, we're whole beings. How do we embody all of your amazing skills and your intelligence and the gifts you have? And how do we help you get out of your own way, right? To reveal the gifts you have to share. So it tends to be the heady folks who have hearts and bodies to connect to. So tell us a little bit more about the work you're doing with them. You talked about bringing this, all the, all the benefits of the theater background and marrying the body, the spirit, along with the words. What is all of that being used for? Is this in marketing? Are there other uses? How is yeah. that benefiting the clients? So a couple clients popping into my head right now, we have a number of people who their branding has shifted, their messaging has shifted from nonprofits to science space to a, a big corporate company. And they the shift, we are working with them to help them figure out, yes, the message has been developed by whomever, and it's the correct message for them. Then you have all these different people in all different areas of the business speaking internally with, in some instances, fundraisers, sometimes boards, sometimes directly with clients, we come in and help them recognize how does the message come from them to land effectively on their audience? Because it really is different. If I'm speaking with volunteers, it's very different than if I'm speaking to a possible funder than if I'm speaking with my corporate board. Like how, what are the different elements there? So helping them honor their own honor. That's kind of like woo-woo language, but how do I stay true who I am and how do I use my voice? How does if literally my voice, my body, if I have to use these words, how do I come in and make them my own? We're from the theater world, right? So we're used to different people playing the same role. They bring their individuality to it. So instead of this limit, feeling limited by messaging, we expand it. So you have like let's say we we work with a hundred different people, we have a hundred variations that land fabulously because it's coming from their heart and their sense of self 
connected to the new branding. We also work a lot with, it works really well with empowering women to get their voices heard. So we're brought in to work with teams who are, for whatever reason, they're in traditional um, jobs, industries, they professions that are very male dominated and they may not, it may not be, it's a combination of things. They don't feel like sharing their voice. They feel like it's not being heard. They may not have as much space and creating that sense of who they are and how they can make space for their voice, how they can step up with their voice. And maybe they hadn't even realized that they just needed a place to practice putting it out there in a new way without diminishing language, without making apology, without backing off and without the the usual sense of making space for someone else. And those are some simple uh, examples of ways that we bring that sense of self and that sense of individual to having voices heard because those women, their influence matters. You have these amazing nonprofits, you have these amazing businesses, corporations that are shifting their messaging because they know it's better and it's better for the people and it's not getting heard. So how do you influence if it's not connecting? And this word connecting, you brought it up at the beginning and it is, I see why you as a company are utilizing that word because I hear it connecting um, body words and energy, connecting the the message to the person giving the message, the person giving the message, connecting to their audience as they deliver it, and then connecting the corporations, the businesses, the the individual consultants, connecting these companies, large or small, to the people they're trying to serve. Yes. And in order to influence, we have to have that we think that dialogue, that relationship. So connection, instead of me thinking I'm going to present, right? I'm going to present. doesn't matter really whether you're in relationship with me or if in dialogue, as we say, I'm just, especially happens in the virtual world, right? I'm just dropping it off there. Sometimes I will ask people, do you need to be in person or could you have sent that as a video or could you have sent that as a white paper? Because if we're really presenting, if we're really influencing, we need to stay in relationship. We need to stay in dialogue, which has us being more available. And that's when influence happens, right? That's the relationship building is what we believe. So that connection, it's all about connection. And it's connecting to the words, right? I hand you some words, Sandy, right? You're like, okay, how do I connect to this language? This is a new message. How do I find me in it? How do I keep my body connected so it's in alignment with what I'm sharing? How do I make sure my voice, I have my breath connected? So I hadn't thought about it, but yes, we do use the word connection a lot and staying connected. So for your company, yeah, how I'm, I'm thinking about the journey of starting and growing this company, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering how influence, what role you saw influence playing in your your startup and your growth? Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be in this conversation with you doing this podcast. Had I not had some really strong influencers have been influenced. The first influence was someone seeing me as a theater person and even suggesting that I work with business people that influence to say, Hey, your skills could be used somewhere else. I was so like, 
no way. I'm not going to work in business. You know, I, I joke about that chip on my shoulder, right? It's like, oh, you know, business, business. So without that influence and that person having greater vision to guide me, her vision influenced me, right? So her vision influenced me to open up, to look at things differently, to hear things differently, to pause, right? So interesting. There's so much movement and in influence, right? Movement forward. Also influence can have us pause be introspective and then think like, okay, where do we want to go? So I wouldn't be here without that influence. And that woman's name is Nell Merlino. Without her influence, I wouldn't be here. And then the influence of so many mentors along the way and the idea of the theater world has influenced me. That is my whole background. And what I believe about voices being heard, I'm influenced by my own history with my actual speaking voice. So I've been a voiceover teacher and I've done a lot of work with the speaking voice. My voice tends to work really well right now. And I'm influenced because I had so much trouble before. I had amazing teachers come my way and help me get my voice, literally my breath and my voice and make the mechanism work again, which is why I'm so adamant about it. I have been influenced by everything. Now in this day and age, I am influenced by the impact of individual words, the history of words, the idea of how we show up in the world. Sometimes I will call it the package that we come in, how that changes how I'm heard and how do I help others understand their influence and how to get out of their own way so that their influence can get through, so their voices can be heard, so they can show up in that way. I think influence is woven through absolutely everything. And I'm influenced every day by reading and watching the amazing people who are sharing content everywhere. And, and I'm, I'm also right now, I'm thinking of some of the quieter voices that others are amplifying so that we hear them. I heard about a young woman who is a runner and she's a Native American woman. And she was basically told she couldn't, she couldn't have success as a runner. She says, I'm going to be an amazing runner. And she did. And I haven't read the whole story, but I'm influenced by that, that energy to move forward and claim who I am in the world and show up. So as you grew your business, as this expanded, what was the top challenge you faced? Ha! <laughs> huh. Fascinating. Top challenge. And you mean prior to 2020? Aside from COVID, let's set that. Let's just put a pin in that one because that's been a heck of a challenge, right? You know what? The I would say the biggest challenge, and I learned it, learned of it during 2020. But the idea was it showed up then for me as a coach. I've been a coach, teacher, trainer, facilitator forever. For me to recognize the difference of being a leader. So as a leader. If I am trying to coach the people that we're hiring into their position, I can be doing and have done, learned from experience, a disservice to articulate to the company and to the the other people on the team. Because I see potential in people and I coach people to that potential, that's one of my gifts, that is not always helpful to a, a company that needs people able and ready to go right now. And the coach sort of won't give up on people, if that makes any sense. The coach is like, I'm here for you. The leader needs to say, you know what? 
this is not a good fit. We need to, we need, you need to move on. We need someone in that seat or we need that position to go away. A leader needs to make decisions for the team and for the company. And my coach got in the way of that. And because so many things that I was reading about said that we're working on leaders being good coaches. Like how do you lead as a coach? That's all well and good if you're not already a coach, (laughs) but if you are designed as a coach, you waste an inordinate amount of time trying to get someone up and going and it, it damages the other people around and it damages the company and it damages the person. It's not, it's not right. So leader is different from coach. And that was a, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've had. Have you found that lesson as you learned that lesson for yourself? Have you found that to be something that you've been passing along to clients or that you've utilized in working with your clients to, so they can not make a similar mistake? Yeah. Or have the insight that that's maybe what happened. Yes. I have. And so from a number of places, some people who are coaching business people realize I need to be careful about that. I keep coaching my leaders to be coaches and I need to be careful about that. I'm hearing what you're saying. In our work with teams and individuals, I've been bringing it up as an example and a number of people have gone, ah, they've had ahas with it. Yes. And I, I think now when I'm speaking with fellow leaders and I'm in a number of groups, they're recognizing that from their past and it's explaining something that happened that they hadn't been aware of before. So yeah, or with that with that insight. So what are your plans moving forward to grow your influence? And as you increase that, what will you plan to do with it? One of the number one things to increase our influence is to claim it as influence. And that has been a really wonderful thing is recognizing that word encapsulates holds is a a wonderful umbrella for everything to do with interpersonal communication and how we're helping people get out of their own way. So claiming and understanding that influence is a powerful affirmative direction and motivator for us in working with others. So that's one thing. And, you know, the other is getting super clear and getting, we were spread too far and wide and trying to be too many things to too many people. And even, yeah, so that would be it. And we, we jettisoned some programs realizing that that really wasn't serving articulate and serving our clients. So focusing our influence more narrowly is helping us to go deeper. And I would say it's going to help us to go further as well with people. So Hillary, people who want to connect with you, where can they find you online? We are online with our website at articulatrc.com, RC for real and clear. There is another articulate out there. So you need the RC on there and on LinkedIn for sure. Love to connect with people there. There's so many great conversations going on there and we have a newsletter. So we'd love to have people go to the website and sign up for the newsletter. It's wonderful. And those are the main places. We have an Instagram account as well and some on Facebook, but really LinkedIn is where we're finding that we connect with people and follow and have great conversations and always call us, connect with us, email us. We love to have conversations with people to see how we can help. And if it's not us, I'm a big fan of saying, Hey, we're not the exact fit. We have a colleague who is perfect for you to work with. And 
helping get people the right guidance to take them to the next level or the next depth. Well, fantastic. And I love your insights. I love how you um, connect how you connected, how you connected the words connection and influence for us and, and brought us a little deeper and different understanding of how we can reach people, how this goes beyond our words. So thank you very much for taking the time and sharing with us today, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.